Hello and welcome to another bite-sized edition of The Backlog Breakdown. I am Wes, I am the Henshin Dad, and I am here to give my thoughts on a particular topic today. Now, for a while, I've been really trying to figure out a good plan to do a bite-sized about Pokemon, but I just didn't really know like which area of the franchise I really wanted to cover. Did I want to focus on the amazing Pokemon adventures, like manga series that is like still going in Japan and has been going for lots and lots of years with all of its own lore and really cool character moments and pretty much the best Pokemon story we've ever gotten? Mm, I wasn't sure about that one. That's a big topic to cover. That's not really bite-sized material. Do I want to just talk about like the anime and the movies? Eh, no, I'm not like the biggest fan of them, honestly, these days. I follow them here and there, but it's not really something I want to focus on. Did I just want to look at some of the newest games? Not really that either, because to be perfectly honest, I haven't really been like really focused on like the Pokemon news lately. You know, Scarlet and Violet were announced and I went through all of Pokemon Legends Arceus and that was a great time. But I didn't really want to focus on just one aspect because I was like, how am I going to make a bite size that's actually going to be really bad or sorry, really good at being bad at brevity? I wasn't really sure. But today I have stumbled on the answer, and that is thanks to Josh, because recently, uh, at least according to when I'm actually recording this, recently Josh put out a little, uh, like a tier maker episode, you know, where you got those little, you know, those black boxes that go from like the S tier to the D tier and everything, and he ranked all of the Final Fantasy games at least 1 through 10. And I thought, that's a great idea, but I don't really just want to focus on just the mainline games. Well, I kind of did, but then I thought that's going to be really short because while I've played all the mainline games, most of them are just kind of copies of each other. Like you have two per generation. So it's like, what, 18 games total, but really it's only like nine. Well, actually, it's only like eight at this point because the ninth generation hasn't come out yet. So I decided I'm just going to rank every Pokemon game, you know, whether I played it or not doesn't really matter. But I've actually played basically all of these games. And, you know, I, I paid attention to the, you know, Pokemon zeitgeist enough to know like whether or not a game is good or bad. But for the most part, I've actually done pretty well with actually keeping up with this franchise. So I'm just going to rank them all. And that's just going to be how it goes. Now, I'm using Tier Maker to do this. I think Josh did something similarly with his Final Fantasy breakdown. And unfortunately, all of the games are completely out of order. So I'm just going to kind of drag and drop whatever interests me. I think I'll start with the mainline games first and then focus on the spinoff games. But We'll see how that goes. Maybe I'm just going to be too delirious by the end of this to really rank them. So here is the definitive ranking of all the Pokemon games. And if you disagree, well, I'm sorry, you are incorrect, but you can go ahead and send me a message. I'll let you know how to do that later. So anyway, let's go ahead and start this journey through the Pokemon games. Now, the particular tier maker that I'm using goes from S rank at the top, followed by A rank, B rank, C rank, D rank, F rank. We're just going to skip over E for whatever reason. I'm a teacher and I don't even know why we do that. And then there's the never played list. So, you know, I'll have some thoughts on the never played games, but it's probably going to be why I've never played them. Let's go ahead and start with the initial generations first, and then I'll just kind of pick and choose all the spinoffs after that. So starting off right off the bat is going to be Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Yellow. And if I could find them on this list, it would be really nice, but there's kind of all mixed up. So let's start with Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. I love these games. They are, you know, the generation one is highly beloved. I totally get that. It was red really was the first one I really tried playing, followed by blue, which both were owned by my cousins when we visited them in California to go to Disneyland and to go to Six Flags at one point in my, you know, growing up. I think it was about 1999 when I did that. And Pokemon Red and Blue, they were super fun. I couldn't get enough of them. 
Looking back on them in retrospect, though, I'm going to actually say I think both Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue belong in the B tier. Why do I say that? Well, they are great games. The, design, the, the designs are iconic, but they are just a glitchy mess. These games really do not hold up to the you know, test of time because there's just so many problems with it. Typings that just don't work, moves that don't work, <laughs> like the, the Pokeball, like the catching rate for Pokemon just is kind of broken. Like this, these games are just broken messes. And I'm actually going to also add Pokemon Green to that because it's on this list and I have played Pokemon Green and I played that. It was funny. My playing of that was actually a very poorly done English translation, which was hilarious and actually probably should deserve an A rank on its own. But because it's from the same generation, actually, no, I'm going to move Pokemon Green down to the C rank because some of those monster designs are ugly. And if you don't know, they, they had differing monster designs based on like which version it is, like at least for the forward facing sprites that you would actually face in battle. The backwards facing sprites typically were all the same. But man, those Pokemon Green sprites were ugly. So that's going to be on C rank. So Pokemon Red, B rank, Pokemon Blue, B rank and Pokemon Green, C rank. Now, going over to sticking with the, you know, first generation, we have Pokemon Yellow. Now, Pokemon Yellow, I'm going to be a little bit more charitable to, and I'm going to put Pokemon Yellow in the A rank. Why is that? Well, not only for nostalgia reasons, because that was the first Pokemon game that I properly owned as a kid, but also because they really did some effort. They, they really tried to fix some of the glitches and issues that were in there. So case in point, the red and blue, and I think even the green game had the missing no glitch where you could you know, mess with your flow of battles and encounter Missing No on the shore of Cinnabar Island and duplicate items. And it was a really fun glitch to do, don't get me wrong. And it would have been really helpful in Pokemon Yellow when I was facing off against the Elite Four and my level 81 Pikachu just could not take all of these guys down. It was really ridiculous. However, it's less of a broken experience. And they tried to resolve some of the glitches. And they also added in some of the cool aspects of the anime with, you know, Jesse and James and Meowth and Giovanni getting a Persian instead of, you know, some of the other Pokemon creatures that he had. And I, I think they just were a bit more, they, they tightened up some of the issues that were in the first generation. So I think Pokemon Yellow, if you're going to play any game from the first generation, I think Yellow is the best option, especially since you can get all three starters throughout the game if you're just, you know, paying attention. And I think that's cool. I, I like that and how it just kind of is the complete experience. And these third generation, or sorry, these third version games are always the complete package. So I can enjoy that. So coming up next, I will say, is Pokemon Gold, Pokemon Silver, and Pokemon Crystal. This is the second generation of Pokemon games. And honestly, I'm going to say all three of those games deserve A tier right alongside Pokemon Yellow because it's, it's really hard to explain just how great those games are. Are there still bugs and issues? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I just watched a video recently that talked about all the issues with Pokemon catch rates and the different apricorn Pokeballs that you can make with Kurt. Totally understand. It's a mess. And there were even some features left out in Crystal that would have been really nice where, you know, Japan, they were able to connect their Game Boys to cell phones and they were able to get Mew and like trade online or battle online or something. I don't really know the full extent of it, but they got to do really cool things in the second generation. But I, I think one of the reasons why this just edges out above red and blue for me is the fact that you have all of Kanto available to explore. Now, it's a bit of an abridged Kanto region, which is the first region in Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, if you didn't know. But it, it was super cool to be able to be like, okay, you're in the Johto region, and you get all eight badges, and you beat the Elite Four, but then all of a sudden they tell you, oh, wait, 
there's an entirely different region. It's one that you know. And you can go back and you can fight all of the original eight gym leaders and actually get 16 badges instead of eight. I just thought, that is fantastic. And it was such a surprise as a kid because I didn't know it was coming. This is before, you know, I really decided to get on the internet and expose all the secrets of Pokemon and find out all the leaks and everything. No, this is like really a time before that. Like there is information about the second generation, but I feel like they did a really good job keeping that hidden because I didn't have a clue until they like explained it in game. And, you know, to hear later on that it was actually uh, Iwata that was able to program the game to actually have both regions and that you could fit all of this on one Game Boy game. Like really and truly, like even to today, like this is probably this is the generation that has like the most expansive region there is. So gold and silver, obviously, the original ones that I had played when they first came out, I got silver, but I eventually got gold really quick afterwards. And crystal, I never actually owned myself in proper cartridge format. But I do have it on the 3DS, and I did end up actually uh, playing through that uh, more recently in the last couple of years. So, and it's obviously the full experience, and it's in full color because it's a Game Boy Color like only game, and that you couldn't actually play it on the original, you know, Game Boy Game Boy Pocket. So it, it really is the complete experience. But they all are just really good games. Like you could pick up any one of them and have that complete experience. And it it was not as glitchy. It's still glitchy, but it's not as glitchy as the first generation. And the designs are fantastic. Just the second generation Pokemon designs are mm, chef's kiss. So moving on to the third generation, or I'm going to be here all day talking about generation two, is the third generation Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. And I'm going to say these games originally disappointed me like hardcore. And I think even going back to them, I just feel like for their first foray into like the Game Boy Advance time, everything just kind of feels a little bit more generic and a little bit more... Like, it's super colorful, but there's also, like, kind of a plain flavor to it. I don't really know how to explain it. I do think, you know, having the different teams in each game. For Ruby, it was Team Magma, and for Sapphire, it was Team Aqua. And focusing on, like, you know, here in this version, this team is the good team, and the other team is the bad team, and then it's reversed to the other game. And I thought, oh, that's great. That's cool. But I'm going to actually go ahead and say I'm going to start making some really bad decisions right now that are going to get people mad at me. I'm going to put Ruby and Sapphire into C tier. For Emerald, however, I'm going to go ahead and put that up into B tier right alongside Red and Blue because it definitely improved on the game in so many different ways and, you know, like all third versions do. And being able to really get to see both sides of both Team Magma and Team Aqua, I thought was nice. And the whole thing with Rayquaza, like just just a good little storyline. And I, I think it deserves at least a B tier. And these are Pokemon games, like even like the worst Pokemon games tend to be pretty high up. But you'll be surprised when I get a little bit later down on this list. Now, it's not time to move to Generation 4 yet because we have a bit of a side, you know, journey here. A little side quest, and that's with Pokemon Fire Red and Pokemon Leaf Green. Now, these are updated remakes of Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green or Pokemon Blue, however you want to actually look at it. I don't know, Red, Blue, Green, the first gen. These are the third generation remakes on the Game Boy Advance for those original games. They are good, but they have similar issues that Ruby and Sapphire have for me. And I really enjoyed the time that I did play them. As a matter of fact, I've probably gone back and played Fire Red and Leaf Green more than I've played Ruby and Sapphire. But I'm not necessarily going to say that they're necessarily better. And so for that reason, I'm going to have to put them on C tier right with Ruby and Sapphire. So, you know, the Game Boy Advance generation, not doing too great right now. And Unfortunately, it's not going to really have time to improve because now we're moving on to the fourth generation, which was Nintendo DS games, Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl. 
Now, at the time, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, I I have a very soft spot for these games because Diamond was the first one, well, not really the first game I've imported from Japan, but it's the first Pokemon game I imported from Japan, which was months ahead of the Japanese release. And so being able to play the entire game in Japanese, like I put like 70 to 80 hours into that game easily. And I collected all these Pokemon. And some of these Pokemon I still have to this day, like on my Pokemon bank, especially with the cool glitch that the first like run print of these games had like for Pokemon. I'll explain it a little bit. Like there was some glitches that you could actually exploit to where you could get the event Pokemon Darkrai and Shaman. And I don't even honestly remember like when or in what way they actually released these events in the US. If they ever did, I don't really know, but I actually have like a legitimate Darkrai and a legitimate Shaman that I caught you know i exploited a glitch to get to the islands to find them but i did catch them and i was able to actually i think even use the dark ray in a tournament of some sort but i could be wrong but i know i had it and it was really cool and the shaman obviously shaman is just a beautiful creature like in its own right however i'm gonna say diamond and pearl they're really slow the the walking speed is atrociously slow and everything in that game just crawls and for that reason uh, I'm going to have to make a hard decision right now. I'm actually going to put them in the D tier. Like, there's really no reason to go back and play the original Diamond and Pearl because the next game, Pokemon Platinum, exists. And the fact that Pokemon Platinum exists completely, like, invalidates Diamond and Pearl, honestly, in my opinion. So Pokemon Platinum is the updated third version, as you are already well aware, and it, it contains so many, like, story updates and different Pokemon that you could catch. And it was just a super fun experience in its own right. And I'm going to say that Platinum deserves a place. It's really hard to say right now. I'm going to say I'm kind of oscillating between B and C, like a B.5 or a C.5. I'm not really sure how to say that, but eh, I'm going to say it's in B. I'm going to say it's right up there with Emerald in just really helping to make these games playable and more interesting and engaging. So that's that's it for the fourth generation. Let's move on to the fifth generation. I'm going to have some really high things to say about these because Pokemon Black and Pokemon White, I'm actually going to be putting them up there in the A tier, right up there with Silver and Crystal and Gold and Yellow. It These are easily like A tier games. I think that what they did story-wise, you know, I feel like the storyline was a lot more mature, obviously, with Black and White. And there just seemed to be... And I'm not going to use this word in its proper sense, but there's like an epicness to Pokemon Black and White. It just felt like there was a lot more going on, especially lore-wise with Pokemon and, you know, Team, was it Plasma? Team Plasma at the time? I, I think it's Plasma, right? Because, yeah, Team Galactic could be the fourth generation, and I didn't even mention them, so where is it? Team Galaxy? I don't remember. But Team Plasma in the fifth generation, like, just their cool, like, Knights Templar, like, set up with, with their costume design and everything and how they have the king and it's it's in the seven sages is like what is this zelda no it's pokemon but it's it's pokemon i think finally like really maturing and coming into its own so i'm gonna say that those are absolute a tier games and continuing along with that then i'm going to say oh wait i made a mistake fourth generation uh-oh big mistake and i totally 100% forgot Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which were also on the DS, so you know it, it kind of works. 
So Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver, which were fourth generation at the time. So, you know, let's go back a little bit. Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I'm also going to say that those are probably going to be in the B tier because I really like the remakes, but there just seemed to be something with those. Like, I really enjoyed the fact that they included the Poke Walker with it because, well, if you don't know, the Poke Walker is like a little pedometer that you could get. And it was like, you know, Pokemon Go before Pokemon Go, or I don't even know how to explain it, but you could actually transfer a Pokemon from your game using the little IR sensor at the top of the Nintendo DS cartridge that Heart Gold and Soul Silver came in, and you could take this Pokemon on a walk, and you could gain steps, and they would find items, and I think you even could find some Pokemon on the way, and then you transfer them back, and that's really cool. It was fun. So Heart Gold and Soul Silver, I'm going to say they're a B tier with Platinum and Emerald. I don't think they go to like the same heights as Gold and Silver because there's kind of a Again, similar to how the third generation kind of flattened everything and it just didn't feel like as gorgeously lived in. I, I feel like Heart Gold and Soul Silver had the same problem. So that's it for fourth generation. Now back to fifth generation. Black and white, great stories. And now we're going to move on to black two and white two. Which mm, these ones, these ones are hard. I, I want to put them in A tier because they are one of the few Pokemon games, just like Gold and Silver, that are like direct continuations of a storyline, but it actually these are like the third version games, but they're direct continuation of the black and white storyline. And that's why they had to have two instead of just one final copy, like the Pokemon Gray rumor that everybody was throwing out at the time. So White 2, Black 2, both are really great games on their own right. I don't feel like they lived to the same heights as Black and White did because their story was kind of simplified. And I don't really like the main characters as much. I feel like the protagonists in Black and White were a bit more like mature, almost like they're, you know, they're instead of being like 10-year-olds, they're like 14, 15-year-olds. So it could actually like work with a mature storyline. But I think Black 2 and White 2, the characters were just a little bit too too younger than the previous ones. And I just don't think they were as interesting looking. So I don't know. It's kind of coming down to designs, but in black two and white two, you could also actually catch previous Pokemon because in black and white, they actually limited your Pokedex until you defeated the elite four to where you could only catch that brand new Pokemon. And I thought that was a really cool addition. Black two and white two, they expanded the Pokedex and I could get my Mareep like right at the beginning, the little electric sheep. He's so adorable, so adorable. But I'm going to go ahead and say that they are in B tier along with heart, gold and soul silver. So not bad, but not like amazing as well. So moving on from that generation, I'm pretty sure the fifth generation only had those games. I'm trying to remember now, but let's go ahead and take a look at Pokemon X and Pokemon Y. Now, this is where I'm going to really deviate from a lot of people because this is not necessarily a game or a generation, I'd say, that a lot of people like. But I'm going to go ahead and put X and Y into S tier. That's kind of crazy. And let me explain why. Pokemon X and Pokemon Y, I have just such, this is a complete nostalgia reason too. I have such good memories surrounding the release of these games that it's probably colored my entire experience. But finally, finally being able to take these Pokemon into more of a three-dimensional world in a portable device. Now we've had three-dimensional Pokemon games before and we're going to talk about some of those later. But X and Y really, I think, pushed the boundaries and not in a bad way, but like push the limitations, I should say, of the hardware and introduced a whole bunch of cool things that are still around today. Like, for example, character customization. It's so cool that you're able to like dress your character up in different outfits and actually customize the things. I think it's really fun. This is also one of those generations where I really enjoyed 
being able to catch the entire Pokedex. And with its Wi-Fi features, like we've had Wi-Fi features since generation four, but they were never as fully like fleshed out as an X and Y. I think that just really just set Pokemon and put it in a new era for better or worse for some people. Because some people really dislike the fact that X and Y kind of, I don't know, in their words, like ruined it because they switched off from sprites, you know, they took like three dimensional models. And I could totally understand why people would be upset by that. I totally get it. But for me, it hit at the perfect time. I was in South Korea. I was able to get the game and play it on the subway like all the time when I was commuting back and forth to Seoul. It was super fun to be able to do that. I really enjoyed the competitive scene. And this is the the one game where I really got to like engage in the competitive scene because I actually was able to go to a tournament. I wasn't able to do that with any previous generations. But I was actually able to take my copy, these Pokemon that I raised. And this is before Pokemon Bank came out because that that was a whole fiasco and how late that was. But right before Pokemon Bank came out, like I was able to really do my best with like raising and breeding and training all of these different Pokemon that I really enjoyed. And like looking at the tier lists on Smogon with, you don't know what that is, it's a competitive site that puts together all of the, you know, competitive metagame stuff. And it was just really cool to like really get engaged in this generation. And for that reason, I think X and Y deserve that coveted S rank. And it's kind of weird for me to say that. And I'm really coming to this realization like what right now. So I don't have any notes. This is crazy. So anyway, X and Y, great. It's a shame that we never really got a follow-up to X and Y, honestly. I would have really loved a third version, but we never got it because we had another little foray into remakes, and that is with Pokemon Omega Ruby and Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Now, these two games, I'm going to say, mm, I've only played them like once, which is kind of rare for me. I usually play games multiple, multiple times, and it's, you know, it's super fun to be able to play them just that one time. And, you know, that's my memory of them. But I only played them once. So I'm going to say just by virtue of that, they had everything X and Y had. And I think they actually had the superior version of uh, Hoenn, which is the third generation. So Ruby and Sapphire, these are the updated remakes of that. And they were really, you know, people really wanted these. So for that reason, I think they really did live up to the height. They were really, really well done. And so for that reason, I'm going to put them up in A rank. So coming after that then is a pretty, pretty bad place for Pokemon, unfortunately. And that is going to be Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon, uh, or as I like to call them, some of the biggest disappointments in Pokemon history. I'm going to say that Pokemon Sun and Moon, they were the, you know, the seventh generation. Yeah, the seventh generation. I had to do some counting there in my head real quick. <laughs> the seventh generation of Pokemon games, I can say good things about them in that they decided to, you know, de-chipify the characters, and all the characters were, you know, pretty well proportioned. But these are just not good games. I really, like, don't ever even want to go back and play them. And the more I think about it, the more I feel justified in that opinion. They were just, I don't know, poorly constructed. They just were really bland looking. And I just didn't really dig a lot of the Pokemon designs that they came up with with these games. So I'm going to say Sun and Moon, they are F rank. They are just, they are the Pokemon games I least want to ever go back and play because they're just not interesting. Like they're bland and boring and I just feel like they should be bad. They should feel bad for making these games because they were just not good. And I'm going to say that about the sequels as well. Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, were there improvements? Yes. Did the improvements actually amount to anything? No. As a matter of fact, some of the things that they did story-wise and lore-wise, I actually think they actually made them worse. 
Like, and that's kind of a hard thing to do. You're taking these really bad Pokemon games and you're making them worse. There's really not much I can say about that. I, I just would never recommend that anybody actually go and play these games because they're just not good Pokemon games. There's nothing about them. And well, there's there's one thing about them that I really did like, and that is with the Mimikyu battle trial, I think, for the ghost type trial captain, which is kind of like a gym leader and kind of not. I don't know. It's kind of weird to talk about. But that battle was interesting because they actually kind of gave me a little bit of a jump scare, which was good. But I'm just going to say sun, moon, ultra sun, ultra moon in the trash with you. I don't like you. Don't ever come back. So anyway, on that happy note, let's go ahead and talk about some other games that I do like. So after the seventh generation, well, this is kind of a weird point because the Switch is already out at this point. So the next remakes actually come out on the Switch instead of on the 3DS. So that would be with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And I would say both of these games were pretty solid. I think that they captured the remake spirit of the original red and blue better than even fire red and leaf green did. And, and I think for that reason, I would actually go back and play these games again. I felt like it was, there's not much to do outside of catching the original batch of generation one Pokemon. And I know that people were upset that the Pokedex wasn't very expansive. And I know that some people were also upset by the Pokemon go integration with it and how It almost seemed like an easy mode for Pokemon. I disagree. I think it was actually really fun and engaging for me as even a veteran player who knows the in and outs of this game to feel it's not artificial like limitations, but proper limitations. I think that they put on this game made it so that you had to get back into that mindset as a kid. And I feel like as a remake of that original vision, this comes closer to that ideal instead of fire red and leaf green if that makes any sense because if you're gonna have to redo kanto again make it more interesting this time around and i think they did i think they actually were able to make it more interesting i'm really not sure if it's considered a sequel or not at this point because there's some parts in it that make you think oh it's like a sequel to red and blue but it's also really not because you're doing a lot of the same events but then you'd also don't have the same protagonist but it's really weird it's in a weird place but let's go pikachu let's go eevee Being the first games on the Switch as well, I really enjoyed them. And I think any Pokemon fan would enjoy it, especially a Pokemon fan with kids that wants to give the kids that experience. It's a good, like, what's the word? It's a good complement between Pokemon Go and mainline Pokemon games. It's more approachable for kids. And for kids coming into Pokemon Go, it's a good gateway into the mainline Pokemon games, if that makes any sense. So Pikachu and Eevee, good job. I think Eevee's better, but, you know, Pikachu's kind of just a trash rat anyway, and the less we say about him, the better. So, moving on to the actual proper generation for Generation 8 on the Switch would be Sword and Shield. And these are, as of yet, the last mainline non-remake Pokemon games that have been released. I think these games have a lot of problems. The fact that the Pokedex isn't complete, I understand the reason for that. I disagree with it. I feel like they should have delayed it if at all possible or really fixed it like 100% with the DLC. So it's it's hard to say where these fall. I'm going to put both Sword and Shield in like the C tier. Like they were fun. They had a lot of good ideas, but you can definitely see that they are very much under like 
this crunch time all the time. Trying to release new Pokemon games every year is getting stale at this point. And you can really see it with Sword and Shield. And you can totally see that there are some budget problems with this game. And they ran out of time. Like, there is a pivotal point in the game where you're really, like, figuring out, okay, this is what's happening. And what do they do? They show you, like, three or four static images of the event. They don't even render this conversation you have with this character in like the actual game engine. They are like just pictures that somebody painted of the situation, just regular art. And, you know, good art. I, I'm i okay with the art. The art wasn't bad, but it was very jarring. And it really took you out of the experience if you understand what you're looking at here. And it, it's, it's clear, like they didn't allocate the budget to it properly and they didn't have enough time because they have to put out Pokemon games every year. We understand it's a big machine. There's lots of moving parts that have to really coordinate together every year. But even still, even still, like I really don't think you needed to have another game out at this point. You could have waited another year and really have done well. And that being said, let's move on to another example of the Pokemon machine having to put out games every year, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. Now, this in some ways is similar to, you know, the, the Fire Red and Leaf Green remakes and that here it is. Here is a direct remake of your game that you like and it's done in a nice style. I think the Link's Awakening type style that they went with with this game is absolutely gorgeous. Like the sprites and everything are just mm, wonderful. And they even let you have some customization. So I thought, oh, that's cute. And they stuck with the original Pokedex insofar as, you know, you didn't go underground and do all that underground mining stuff. That being said, this game was the glitchiest mess that the internet has basically ever seen to the point where they were able to get the speed run down to like, I don't know, four minutes, five minutes. It was a ridiculously low amount. And it was within the first few weeks. The glitches on this game were catastrophic. And the the fact that it was actually originally shipped like incomplete and you had to download a patch or else you would have the incomplete game. That's unacceptable to me. And I feel it feels like from everything I've read, all the only reason that they did that was to save money on the cartridges because they wanted the lower gigabyte cartridges instead of the higher gigabyte cartridges. And I just think that's that's ridiculous. Like if you don't have an active internet connection, and obviously most of us are going to be able to get online pretty easily. But if for some reason you don't, or for some reason the servers ever go down, and all you have are the cartridges, and who knows if they even updated the cartridges that they're still releasing right now you might never actually be able to play this game in a complete form ever again because they actually took out key parts of the game to put on the cartridges and required you to get an update. And if you can't get the update, you're going to have an inferior version of this game for the rest of its life or the rest of your Switch's life. And that's just ridiculous to me. Just absolutely ridiculous. So you know what? Thinking about it, I think Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for those different reasons, but for you know similar problems, is going to go in the D-Rank with their you know predecessors diamond and pearl which is unfortunate but that's just how things are so the last game that i'm going to focus on as like a mainline game and you may disagree with me i don't know but i have to put pokemon legends arceus on its own right now because it's it's not really a mainline game but it is a big release and i'm looking at some of these other games on this list and there are there's also some big games here but i don't think anything gets to the heights that legends arceus does and I'm honestly going to say, like, I've had so much fun with this game. I just completely got sucked in. And it presented Pokemon in a brand new way that we hadn't seen before. 
Well, not okay. We've seen similar things in similar games and similar side stories, but we've never really had this fleshed out experience. And it, it really is like it, it seems cliche to say this, but this is like the breath of the wild of Pokemon in a lot of different ways, some good and some bad. And I think just the fact that they actually took the time to make this game as good as it is. Like I would place, I obviously would place this above all the other switch games that they have because it's right here. Pokemon legends Arceus, I think absolutely deserves to be in the S tier just for like taking a chance on something new. And there were a lot of fans alienated at the beginning. They thought this is a weird Pokemon game. A lot of other people thought, Oh, this is going to be really awesome. But coming out now, like just seeing the review scores, like clearly People are like really digging it and have been digging it for months and months now. And people still play it like people are still enjoying it. And I think that's just a testament to just how interesting of a game this actually was. So Pokemon Legends Arceus, absolutely top tier. And that actually takes me to all of the mainline Pokemon games. And this is already 33 minutes according to my timeline. But you know what? We have a whole bunch of other games to put on here. This is going to go way faster, though, because some of these games, now that I'm looking at it, I haven't actually played, so not much to say. And they're really mostly not as good <laughs> as some of these other ones. So the first one, if I could even see the box, it's kind of hard to see the box there. I think it's a Pokemon Puzzle Challenge. Okay, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge for the Game Boy Color. Eh, it was all right, but it's no Tetris. It's D rank. Pokemon Puzzle League. I'm going to say that goes in like C rank. Pokemon Puzzle League was released for the Nintendo 64. It was basically like, what, uh, Puyo Puyo? It's okay. It's it's fine. It's based on the anime. So, you know, actually seeing some like the anime in the game, kind of like with Pokemon Yellow, it was kind of cool. Not going to lie. So, oh, and by the way, I'm not going in any order because these are all out of order, just completely all out of order. So I'm just going to go in whatever order it presents, unless it doesn't make any sense. How about this? Pokemon Stadium. Ah, love Pokemon Stadium. I think they did a great job with that game. It's going to go into B tier because honestly, it was being able to see Pokemon in 3D for the first time and actually battling. And you had this announcer that was announcing everything. You got super pumped. And of, of course, you actually you know memorized all of the announcer's lines by the end of the game. And you know, you probably emulate them as well. But between that and the mini games, being able to transfer your own Pokemon from the red and blue games and also actually get to play the games on the Nintendo 64, you know, Super Game Boy style was super cool. So for Pokemon Stadium, that's great. Pokemon Stadium 2, also for the 64, I did not play that one as much. So I'm going to put that into C rank just because it didn't engage me the same as Pokemon Stadium 1 did. And I, I don't feel like the minigames were as fun, to be perfectly honest. They were okay, but nothing really to write home about. Uh, the next game, though, this is a pretty good one. I really like this one. This is Pokemon Trading Card Game for the Game Boy Color. Now, I specifically remember my initial horrendous disappointment in this game because I I think my dad took me to Sears and this is back when Sears sold like video games. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think JCPenney did as well. It, it, yeah, weird times. But he took me to Sears and I saw the Game Boy games and I was like, oh, it's a Pokemon game. It's a Pokemon trading card game. It has some exclusive cards in the box, I think. I need to get this game, dad. And, you know, games, Game Boy games at that point weren't like super terribly expensive. So my dad ended up getting it for me. And I was very disappointed at the beginning because I could not figure out the Pokemon trading card game. And even to today, I still don't fully understand it. But I put it away for a while, picked it back up when Gold and Silver came out. And I, I ended up really enjoying it. Like I kind of had to like brute force my way through the game and take a lot of guesses and everything. But it was it was a fun little like 
side type game, you know, especially as you're waiting for like the, the newer and better games to come out in the mainline series. It's, it's one of those like not really a palate cleanser, but it's one of those games where it's just like, oh, this is fun. There's actually something interesting here. It's presenting a different look at Pokemon, and I can definitely appreciate it for that. So Pokemon trading card game, I'm going to put that into I'm going to put that into C tier because, you know, that initial disappointment. Pretty tough, but eh, you know. Uh, Pokemon Trading Card Game 2, the Rocket Rescue something or other team. I don't know, we're members of Team Rocket. It's also going to go into C rank because I haven't really beaten that one yet, but I played a decent amount of it, and it's pretty much the same as the Trading Card Game. So, you know, that's how it is. Here's going to be a big one for me right now, and that is Pokemon Pinball for the Game Boy Color. And I'm going to say that bad boy deserves a space at the top, S rank, Pokemon Pinball. It was so much fun. Again, presenting Pokemon in a different way. But it came with like its own rumble pack and it had some like little voice clips from the anime and a lot of different sounds. I think Pikachu like yelled out a lot at you. And just being able to play it with that rumble like on the Game Boy and that requiring its own battery, which is kind of a tragedy because it's like, uh, if you run out of batteries, you don't get the full experience. But I love pinball because of that game. That game is so much fun. And I will go back at the drop of a hat to go play that. I will play that any day of the week because this is just a fun little pickup play pinball game. I love pinball. Going along with that, we can go ahead and do the other Pokemon pinball game, which was uh, Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire for the Game Boy Advance. I'm going to say that one's in the B rank. Also a fun little, you know, pinball game. Just not as immersive as the original one, I don't think. Uh, let's come in next. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Pokemon Dash. Oh, this one. Ugh, cannot stand this game. This game is absolutely awful. It's going to be in the F rank along with the Sun and Moon. It is just so bizarrely terrible. Like, why did they even think that Pokemon Dash was a good idea? It was released for the Nintendo DS. It's a Pokemon racing game, but it's like top-down racing. I don't know. It's like trying to play any of those, like, you know, isometric car games on, like, in the arcade or, like, the original Nintendo. It's like, who even wants to play that? That's not fun. I don't know. I might have just made some people mad, but I'm going to stand by that. Let's go into a weird category here. Let's do Hey You Pikachu. Hey You Pikachu was released for the Nintendo 64. It had a microphone that you could use. The Pokemon were rendered in 3D. I think they use a lot of the Stadium and Stadium 2 uh, models that they had there. This game is awful, but it's not as bad as Pokemon Dash. So I'm going to say it's in the D rank along with Diamond and Pearl and uh, Puzzle Challenge. It, it was bizarre. You know, you could yell anything you wanted at Pikachu. And obviously, you know, being immature kids, we would yell some pretty bad stuff at Pikachu. I don't know. It was it was a weird game. <laughs> like, why did they think it was a good idea? I don't know. Do we need a second one? Of course we do. We should get another one, like released on the Switch. I think that would be pretty funny. Let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, I'm going to go into another fun area. Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64, the picture-taking game with Pokemon. I'm going to put that up in B rank. I think that it is a very fun, very replayable game, and you really do have to replay a lot of the stages, like a lot, <laughs> because there is a lot to this game. That's not necessarily like obvious to you. And the fact that they had all these places, like they had these kiosks where you could like go to a blockbuster and print out your pictures. If you brought, I think your memory card or your cartridge or something, that was just really cool. Like promotional, like material for the Pokemon game. And you know, it's basically an on-rail shooter, but instead of shooting them, you're like taking pictures of them. And I just think that's, that's an interesting way to use that genre. So I can approve Pokemon sap. Super fun. Let's see what else is on here. 
yeah, let's go through some of these like little bit games that are kind of kind of lame. Pokemon Box. This is going to be weird. I'm going to put Pokemon Box into like C because there's really not much to it. You just store Pokemon. But when you were like me and you collected all of them multiple times and, you know, tried to build these big giant Pokedexes, this was a super helpful thing where you could actually connect to your GameCube and store the Pokemon. It was fun. Good to have. That's fun. Pokemon Channel. F rank. Totally pointless. Don't know why they did that. It belongs with Dash and Sun and Moon. It was just a terrible thing. It's just you're doing weird things with Pokemon. It's pointless. It's pointless. You're just playing little mini games and you don't even get like the fun like of Pokemon Stadium with it. Like, come on. It's just mini games. Why do you why do I want to play mini games? That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to like, you know, fight and stuff. I don't know. Make these creatures fight. After that, we're going to be looking at some other GameCube games. Pokemon Coliseum. I don't think the Coliseum game ever like lived up to the same height that the Pokemon Stadium games did. So I'm going to put it down there and see. No, I'm going to put it. uh, uh, I don't think it's as good as Pokemon Stadium 2, which is in C rank, but I don't think it's as bad as Hey, You Pikachu. I really wish there's some tiers in between, but I'm going to have to I'm going to have to say C tier just because it was okay, but not great. Pokemon XD, Gale of Darkness, I think. I don't know, it's really hard to tell the box from here. I'm going to put that up in B rank for having a, a different kind of story and just really, like, expanding out, like, some of the Pokemon world again. And, you know, these all try to expand the Pokemon world out to, the, you know, certain extents, but, you know, they, they do what they can. Uh, Pokemon Troze, never played it. No interest. It's for the DS. It's, I mean, it's basically Pokemon Shuffle, I think. I don't know, it, but it's just it just never really interested me. I don't have any... Desire. That's the first one I played on the never put on the never played list. So there you go. There you go. I do this sometimes. Okay, this is gonna be a weird one. Pokemon Red Rescue Team, or sorry, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team. The thing about these games is that Red Rescue Team was released on the Game Boy Advance, and Blue Rescue Team was released on the Nintendo DS. So because I had a Nintendo DS at the time, I naturally went for the DS game. But I didn't really like the fact that it was the blue version. It just really messed me up because I was like, I want the red version. That's the one I played first, at least for the original games. Blue? Blue's a terrible color. Who likes blue? But unfortunately, that's the one I had to get. So I'm going to say they're probably about equal. But I think the extra features that Blue Rescue Team has just by virtue of being a DS game and the Mystery Dungeon games are really fun. So I'm going to put that in B rank and I'm going to put Red Rescue Team in C rank just because it's a Game Boy Advance game. It doesn't have the same amount of features. And for a game like this, you really need all the features with it. Pokemon Ranger, never played. Don't really care to. It looks kind of fun, but I I don't really want to play it because it's not the same type of Pokemon that I'm used to. And it just really looks touchscreen heavy. And I really just don't want to play on the touchscreen like very much at all. I don't feel like the touchscreen really <laughs> serves well with Pokemon like in active types battle situations. So I'm just going to say, nah, nah, didn't play it. Don't want to play it. Pokemon Battle Revolution for the Wii. Ugh, I didn't like it at all. Did not like it. It was it was not fun <laughs> as a lot of Wii games were at that point. And we're going to talk about more of that in the future with some of these other Pokemon games. But nope, no interest in Battle Revolution. Played it a little bit. It was eh. Ah, this is going to kill some people. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness. Never played them. I don't know why I didn't play them either, because I did own them at some point. But uh, that's just it. And I hear they have a great story, but I don't really feel like going back and playing them right now. Because, you know, Mystery Dungeon games, they are fun. However, they can get really tedious and really hard, and I just don't feel like seeing all my hard work 
go to waste. So maybe in the future, but not right now. Uh, same with Pokemon Ranger Shadows of Almia. Almia. No interest in the Ranger series at all, which is weird because I like Power Rangers, but I guess they're not really the same. Here's a weird one. My Pokemon Ranch, I will put in the C tier just by virtue of the fact that it was kind of cute to just have a place where you could just put your Pokemon. And it kind of reminded me of Harvest Moon, but without all the hard work. So it was nothing more than the glorified Pokemon box, but it was cool to see all the all the Pokemon that I caught in the Nintendo DS version of the games in like their 3D models with all the nicknames and the movesets and everything. So I was just like, I can appreciate that. And the fact that you could get a Mew by like filling up everything, it, it was really cool. Like, I, I like that idea. So C tier for that one. But would I rather play some of these other games? Yeah, probably. I think I would. Uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time. Didn't play that one. Pokemon Ranger Guardian Signs. I don't even know what that is. I don't think I've ever actually heard of that, to be perfectly fair. Uh, Poke Park 2 Wonders Beyond. Never played that. I don't even know how you can actually get that. Is that on the 3DS? Who knows? Pokemon Typing Adventure. I'd love to play it. It was for the Nintendo DS and it came with a, a keyboard, I guess, where you just type. It's, it's a typing game for the DS, weirdly enough. But, you know, I never played it. You could only get it from Japan. And I didn't feel like importing that. Uh, let's see what else is here. Pokemon Rumble Blast. Ugh. Pokemon Rumble games are kind of terrible. Uh, Rumble Blast, 3DS. Eh, that's going to go down to F tier. I just did not, not interested. Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. I played like one battle, so technically I have. But I'm going to put it in the never played list because... I just did not feel like getting involved in an online trading card game. <laughs> just not really interested. Uh, regular Pokemon Rumble, pff, F tier. Those models are just so ugly. There's another gamer here. I can't even tell what this is. It's all in Japanese. I, I can't even read what's going on because there's like 17 titles on this thing. I'm just going to assume I've never played it. I think this is the game that was released for the Wii U where you could get like the uh, those little figures. It was like pre-Amiibo figures. So you can get these little Pokemon figures and put them on the Wii U and like summon them in a game. I never played it. I have a Piplup, one of those little Piplup figures, but I never played the game on the Wii U. So, you know, that's 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 me. Pokepark Wii, eh, eh, D tier. Probably not as bad as some of these other ones, honestly, but it was still kind of ugly. Here's one. Ooh, still haven't finished this game. So, you know, my opinion could change based on, you know, when I actually do play it. But just by virtue of the fact that it's super fun, I'm going to put it in S tier, and that is Pokemon Conquest. And if you don't know what Pokemon Conquest is, you're missing out. And you're probably going to keep missing out, because I'm guessing it's really expensive at this point. But it's like a it's a tactical RPG, a Pokemon tactical RPG. I guess it's based on like the Nobunaga games, Nobunaga's Ambition. I don't really know. But it's in like feudal Japan. It's like the pre-Arceus of the Arceus world. But it's in feudal Japan, and you get these Pokemon partners, and you're in like a tactical grid-based setup, and... It's really fun. Like it's it's probably no Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's it's pretty fun. I, I enjoyed it, and I'd really want to like finish it. I'm actually decently far into the game. I could finish it pretty easily. Pokemon Dream Radar. That is, uh, I'm gonna say it's probably an F tier game, but I'm gonna put it in D tier just by virtue of the fact that you gain like good rewards from playing this game, in that you can actually get rare Pokemon in the Pokemon Dream Radar. And if you don't know, that's a it's an application for the 3DS. I don't even want to call it a game. It's an application. And you play a little mini game that allows you to capture some Pokemon that you can actually transfer to the, like, the 3DS versions of the game. Or maybe it's Gen 5. I don't remember which ones you could transfer it to. Suffice to say, 
it was really terrible, but you got Pokemon from it that you could actually use in like, you know, good competitive play and like they, they were legendaries. So, you know, that gets de-ranked just for that. Oh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity. This is when the Mystery Dungeon games became terrible. That is an F-rank game. I can't even be bothered to finish it because it is just so awful on the 3DS. It's just, it was a big waste of money, let me tell you. Big waste of money. Okay, well, now I'm seeing Pokemon Rumble U, which I guess is the Wii U game. So I'm going to put that in a never played because, I don't know. So I guess that's the Wii U game and the other one's not, but it's like the same models I can tell. So it's probably like a Japan only sequel, the one I was talking about originally. So Rumble U, it looked interesting. I didn't really care though. Pokemon Battle Troze, never played it. No interest. Troze just looks weird. Uh, Pokemon Art Academy, I'm putting that bad boy way up here into the B tier because the Art Academy games are really fun. And there's not just Pokemon, like there, there's other types of Art Academy games that you can play. But the fact that it teaches you like an actual skill, uh, like art, be, like art, <laughs> like into painting and, and drawing and doodling and everything, and that you could actually share your creations and save the screenshots and everything, that was super fun. I really like that. And my wife really liked it too. So that, you know, gives it a little bit more of a, more of a, I don't know. What do you say? It, it's, it's a compliment. Camp Pokemon? I don't even know what that is. What is Camp Pokemon? I, I don't know. I'm not doing any Googling right now. Never played. Looks kind of cute. Pikachu's wearing like a safari hat, but it kind of looks like a fedora at the same time. So maybe that's the new Pokemon Pikachu, Detective Pikachu design. Pokemon Shuffle, I really liked that. It was a 3DS game that you could get, download it for free, and you could pay to do the gem stuff. So it was like a mobile type game. And I played it on the cell phone too. It was really fun. I'm going to put that up in B tier because it was much better than Troze because Troze is trash. Pokemon Rumble World for the 3DS, never played it. The designs look ugly. Oh, wait, no, I did play Rumble World. That's right. I did play Rumble. Okay, no, sorry. I'm going to change that a little bit. Rumble World was pretty fun. D-rank, D-rank. I did play that one. Okay, yes, my memory is coming back. It, I mean, I didn't play it for very long, but it was better than Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity, so I got to put that into D-rank. All right, the Pokémon Tournament game. One for Wii U and one for Switch. I guess they just put it as a single entry. I'm going to put that into C-rank because it was super fun. To actually just get to play with that. And I just was rocking it with Suicune. And, you know, it, it was a fun little time. Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, never played, but I kind of want to, because I guess it's like a remake of the Red Rescue Team and the Blue Rescue Team. It's for the 3DS. It's probably pretty fun. I just don't have any time right now to go back to a Mystery Dungeon game. Pokemon Picross. Uh, Picross is really fun. Pokemon's really fun. And I didn't play this very long. I put that in C rank because Pokemon needs more puzzle games. Because it just is great with puzzle games. Here's going to be an interesting one. Pokemon Go. I've kind of maxed out everything you could do in Pokemon Go. And my brother and I, you know, we we, we bonded over that game a lot. So just by virtue of that fact, I'm going to put it up in the B rank. Because it was fun. And I still go back to it from time to time. And another game that deserves to go up in the B rank, which is another mobile game that was released similarly at the time as Go but didn't get as much traction in it. I don't know why, because it was hilarious. Just by the humor alone, you need to go download this, and that is Pokemon Magikarp Jump. It is a mobile game. It is super funny, and it's completely pointless. I'm not even sure there's actually a way to lose in that game because I ended up winning all the time, but you raise Magikarp, and you get to battle with jumping. You just get to see how big, how tall your Magikarp could jump. It was a really dumb game, but it was really funny, so there you go. Detective Pikachu for the 3DS. I still haven't finished that one. 
I played it in Japanese for a decent amount and then in English for a decent amount. It just kind of moved really slowly for me. It's a point and click adventure game, though. So, you know, if you like that sort of thing, that's great. And it inspired like a big Hollywood movie that was actually really good. So I'm going to put it up in C rank just because I didn't enjoy it as some of the as much as some of these other games. But it's not a bad game in any way, shape or form. Let's see. Pokemon Quest. I turned it on for about five minutes and I was like, nope, this isn't for me. I never played it. It looks like Minecraft. I get it. Super cute little like voxel type designs, but not really something that I really wanted to do. Oh, Pokemon, Pokemon Masters. Oof, the mobile game. I did not want to play it. It looked really cool. The fact that they have so many like crossovers from the different generations and like the protagonists actually have like conversations with you from the different Pokemon games. Great idea, cool teams, all that, but it just looked like a big, like, pay-to-win thing, like, microtransactions, like, all the time. No interest in, you know, dumping a ton of cash into that. You know, Fire Emblem, what was it, Fire Emblem Heroes got me on that, like, one time, and I'm never going back to that existence. I'm never doing that microtransaction thing again. Uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Oh, no, this is the remake of... Red Rescue Team and Blue Rescue Team. Okay, so I never played Super Mystery Dungeon either, but I've never played Rescue Team DX either. So that's for the Switch. I've heard some good things about it and not so good things about it. Eh, it's okay, I'm guessing. It, it, it's probably all right. Pokemon Cafe Mix just looked like another, like, just free-to-play type game. It's cute. I'm sure kids would get a lot out of it. I've never played it. Don't really want to. Pokemon Unite, I guess, is the, you know, that, that MOBA-type game where... I don't know, you, you play against people in Korea and you lose. I'm pretty sure, like, what is it, League of Legends? Something similar to that. No interest. And it also has tons of microtransactions. And again, that's just not what I'm for. And now finally, the final game on this list is New Pokemon Snap, a game I haven't completed yet. And I don't think it's as good as, you know, regular Pokemon Snap. But I'm going to go ahead and put this one in the B tier along with it because it accomplishes something different. And it actually allows you to have a more expansive Pokedex just due to the fact that it's the newest game. The The first game's Pokedex was really limited. I think it was only like 60 or 70 because that's all the models they could really like fit into it and like unique situations. New Pokemon Snap has a lot more than 60 or 70. And just the visuals are just gorgeous. So B tier, I think, is the best place to put that. So there you go. I, I have finished this tier chart for the Pokemon franchise. I'm pretty sure this is all the games. Maybe it's not. If these are not all the games, then I clearly haven't played it. So just let's go down the list from, well, no, let's go reverse order. So from the bottom to the top, let's go. So in the never played category, you have Pokemon Rebel U, Pokemon Troze, Pokemon Ranger, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time and Explorers of Darkness, Pokemon Ranger, Shadows of Almia, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of the Sky, Pokemon Mystery Ranger Guardian Signs, I don't know, Pokemon Park 2, Pokemon Typing Adventure, Trading Card Game Online, a Japanese game that I cannot read, all that Katakana for, or even the Kanji for that matter, Pokemon Battle Treze, Camp Pokemon, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon, Pokemon Quest, Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Red, uh, Mystery Dungeon, Rescue Team DX, Pokemon Cafe Mix, and Pokemon Unite. So I think one of the things that I forgot on here is Explorers of Time, because I see Explorers of the Sky. Oh, no, there's Explorers, there's Explorers, I don't know. Maybe it's the third version. I don't know. Never played those games. Probably won't. You probably don't need to either, except for typing adventure. If you can get that with a keyboard, I'm sure that's going to be fun. In the F tier, the worst of the worst, Pokemon Sun, Pokemon Moon, Pokemon Ultra Sun, Pokemon Ultra Moon, Pokemon Dash, Pokemon Channel, Pokemon Battle Revolution, 
Pokemon Rumble Blast, Pokemon Rumble, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity. Burn that game with fire. It is terrible. Never put that in your 3DS, or you'll probably get a virus. I don't know for sure, but you probably will. In the D tier, which is, you know, not the worst, but eh, really not going to play them again. Pokemon Diamond, Pokemon Pearl, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Pokemon Shining Pearl, Pokemon Puzzle Challenge for the Game Boy Color, Hey You Pikachu for the 64, Poke Park Wii, Pokemon Dream Radar for the 3DS, and Pokemon Rumble World for the 3DS. Which, honestly, I don't know. Does that really deserve D tier? I don't know. In the C tier, which are, okay, average, decent, yeah, Pokemon Green, or Pocket Monsters Green, if you want to be proper about it. Pokemon Ruby, Pokemon Sapphire, Pokemon Fire Red, Pokemon Leaf Green, Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, Pokemon Puzzle League, Pokemon Stadium 2, Pokemon Trading Card Game, Pokemon Trading Card Game 2, Pokemon Box, Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team, My Pokemon Ranch, Pokemon Tournament, Pokemon Picross, and Detective Pikachu. In the B rank, Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Emerald, Pokemon Platinum, Pokemon Heart Gold, Pokemon Soul Silver, Pokemon Black 2, Pokemon White 2, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Pinball, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, I should say, Pokemon Snap, Pokemon XD, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Blue Rescue Team, Pokemon Art Academy, Pokemon Shuffle, Pokemon Go, Magikarp Jump, and new Pokemon Snap. I bet you never expected to hear the word Pokemon so much in one single episode. If we do a count, I bet I've said it probably like nearly a thousand times by now. In the A tier, so this is where you really want to pay special attention because the A tier and the S tier are the ones you really want to get, if at all possible. Pokemon Yellow, Special Pikachu Edition, Pokemon Gold, Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Crystal, Pokemon Black, Pokemon White, Pokemon Omega Ruby, and Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. And just so you know, all of the first generation games and the second generation, so Yellow, Gold, Silver, Crystal, Red, Blue, are all available on the 3DS eShop for however long that stays up. So you may as well go pick them up now. Well, or earlier, I don't know. You should have had them already. I don't know why you have it, but you're probably going to have to get like a prepaid card or something at this point, because I don't think they're going to be taking credit cards after tomorrow. So bummer deal. I'm recording this on May 22nd. So that's going to be a little tricky if you haven't, but I'm sure we'll be able to figure out. Hit me up. We'll help figure it out. And on the S tier, which a lot of people are going to disagree with me about Pokemon X Pokemon Y, both for the Nintendo 3DS, and it's fairly affordable now. Pokemon Legends Arceus on the Switch. If you can get a hold of that game, it's great. It's on sale here and there. Pokemon Pinball for the Game Boy Color. Kind of hard to find. You're going to have to look. I think it might also be on the 3DS eShop, but I'm not 100% sure. And Pokemon Conquest, probably the game that's going to be the most expensive on this list. You're probably looking at about 100 bucks. It's a Nintendo DS game. It does not have the Wi-Fi capabilities anymore, so... Perhaps it belongs in A tier for that reason. I don't know. I never used the Wi-Fi capabilities on it. But that is it. That is the Pokemon tier list in just under an hour. Ooh, I've ranked them all. Which I guess kind of is fitting for the entire, you know, franchise. Because it was got to catch them all for so long. And then they realize, I guess that leads to like rampant consumerism and materialism. So you don't want to catch them all. Or maybe it just means like Pokemon enslavement. I don't know. I'm kind of delirious at this point about Pokemon. And I'm probably not going to say that word for the rest of the day. But there you have it. There is the tier list. I'm sure that yours is going to be very different from mine because just like the fact that we have so many different types of Pokemon, there are so many different types of people with their own tastes, with their own skills, with their own strengths and weaknesses. But we can all live in harmony because it is indeed a Pokemon world. So there you have it. I am Wes. I am the Henshin Dad. I talk about Tokusatsu at times. At times. Probably I'm going to have an Ultraman tier list at some point or Common Rider tier list or Sentai tier list. You know, all the good stuff. 
So please follow me. I am Henshindad on Twitter. That is H-E-N-S-H-I-N-D-A-D. I run the Henshindad podcast, which is about 100 episodes right now, and I don't know how to put out a 101st episode, but I'm sure I'll get to something soon. Uh, this has been me for the Backlog Breakdown, which is you know, a really cool podcast that clearly you're subscribed to, so you must be a cool person, obviously. You probably know all the stuff. You know, Visit their Patreon uh subscribe to them on youtube i don't really know if they do any youtube videos at this point or if they put up clips yet but they should totally do that so you should bug them about that until next time friends keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits and go play pokemon because it is fun and i approve Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.